welcome to the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Hey, good morning. I'm hoping you can hear me. Is that the thumbs up? Good. Excellent. Thank you uh, so much, Kevin. Awesome. Uh, it is uh, a different way that we can come together this morning. Uh, I know that uh, Julie's going to our church, as you understand that, or you may not. We are now pastors of, uh, of Forever House and have been for the last six or 18 months or so now. And uh, so we're understanding that, um, you know, God is doing things uh, very differently. And uh, this is all just stretching us and taking us to all new levels as well. But uh, it is such a, a pleasure to be able to come and uh, minister to you guys this morning and bring the word that the Lord's been uh, put on my heart and, uh, you know, for Casey City Church. And I thank uh, Larry and Krista. Uh, for inviting me to do this and um, uh, you'll notice my voice is uh, it's a bit more it's a bit a little bit uh, Kamalish uh, this morning uh, I felt I felt uh, you know, not really well yesterday and um, uh, anyway you just have to put up with the, the voice this morning and just keep praying that I have a voice uh, that's that's the main thing but um, really, uh, yeah, couldn't wait to minister to you guys. We really enjoy it, our time together when we go down there and, uh, and yeah, enjoy hanging out with everybody, seeing everybody. And, uh, but we know that uh, these are the times we live in and we've got to do what we need to do and what we have to do. So, so let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you that this is a new season right now. And Father, even as we are in spring, Father, we thank you that this is a brand new time. Father, you're bringing new growth uh, upon your people, upon your church. And Father, this morning, we give you praise and honor. And we say, Lord, uh, speak to us this morning through your word. Let us have ears that will hear and understand. Let us have uh, uh, eyes that will be opened. And Father, you'll show us and let us know what you want us to do. So Lord, today we say, Holy Spirit, come and minister to each and every one of us. Father, I thank you for wisdom, revelation. I thank you, Father, for your, that you would open up the eyes of our understanding, that we would uh, understand the times and the seasons that we are living in. Father, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Well, well, bless you guys. Um, I'm going to start off with this. In Ezekiel chapter 12 and verse 2, uh, it, it talks about here, you know, there are some that have eyes but don't see, uh, and uh, they have ears but don't hear. Uh, sounds a little bit like a riddle. <laughs> it's like, okay, what has eyes but don't see, and what has ears that don't hear? Um, but Ezekiel was talking about here, it was God's people <laughs> at that time. Um, and, and you understand, he says, uh, for they are a, a rebellious house. So this is what the Lord is saying to them. Those who don't see spiritually, those who don't hear spiritually, uh, are like a rebellious house. And, and uh, it's interesting because I looked up the word rebellious, and this is what it says. It says uh, um, stupid. <laughs> it says uh, stubborn, obstinate, and self-willed. And I was just wondering how much, how much has times changed since Ezekiel brought that word to the, to the people back in those times? And here we are. There's still people who are stupid. There's still people who are obstinate. There's still people who are self-willed and doing what they want to do and not what the Lord wants. Because really the Lord was telling uh, Ezekiel, um, this is what I want you to tell the people. But the people weren't interested. They were still just wanting to do their own thing. Uh, forget about uh, God. Forget about what God wanted them to do. It was all about them. And so you know, the prayers of those types of people is, is our will be done. You know, like we want it done on earth. That's that's the prayers. That's the selfishness that that these people have. And I know that God is 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 changing us, he, and He really is. He's raising up a remnant church that wants more of God. They're not just sitting on the on the the peripherals, and they're not just uh, hanging out at the Hallelujah bus stop waiting for Jesus to come back a second time. They really want more of God. They are they are the ones who are diving in, who are researching, who who can't who, who love like the Bereans, you know, getting into the word of God. There is so much uh, that God has in the word that he wants to reveal to us. And um, now I, I changed a little bit uh, as I was waiting on the Lord. There's a few scriptures that 
that the uh, the guys in the media room may not have. And this is one of them, sorry, guys, but it was in the Romans chapter 11, verses four and five. And, uh, you know, God has reserved for himself and he's kept, listen, he's kept you uh, for this very time. And, and I really felt that this was, as I changed uh, some of the things and added some of the things into the message this morning, it was because uh, the anointing as I was listening and, and, and worshiping this morning, and I feel like this is a word for KC City Church that God has reserved for you. He is raising up a remnant church and God is raising you up and he's reserved and he's kept you for such a time as this. And, and Paul was speaking to the Romans when he was mentioning about uh, Elijah, thinking that he was the only one left. And it says here in verse four of Romans 11, and what was God's answer to him? See, God will always answer you. God, God hears your, your, your prayers. He hears your requests. He hears everything that's going on. And this is what the Lord's answer uh, to Elijah at that time was. And it says, I have reserved for myself 7,000, 7,000. I mean, that's a lot of people in those days. That's a lot of people, 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal, 7,000 who had kept God as number one, who, who kept their vision upon him. They weren't putting it on anything else. They weren't bowing the knee to anything else. And I felt this is, and then it goes on and says this, so too, at this present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. So too, I hear the Lord saying to Casey City Church, so too, at this present time, I have raised you up for this time. This is a season right now where God is saying, I'm pouring out my revelation. I'm pouring out my, my understanding. And God says, you know, there are times, I'll be getting ahead of myself here, but, but you know what, you, I got to understand that these are, these are times where God says, I don't want to keep you in the dark. Listen, there are things that put us in the dark. The enemy wants to put us in the dark. He wants to lock us down, lock us up, throw away the key. God says, no, I've come to get, set you free. I've come to let, get you know, set free and, 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 and bring liberty to those ones who are, who are locked down. And I hear the Lord saying that this is a time, even during your lockdown, listen, nothing is going to escape uh, God's time. Even in our time of lockdown, we're going to learn more. We're going to understand more. We're going to love God more. We're not going to love him less. We're not going to come out and think, well, what was all that for? Uh, let's just leave the church and let's just join the world. Come on. That's not what it's all about. We, we understand that things are going on, but we understand that everything is working for our good. All things are working for our good, for those who love the Lord and are called by his name. Listen, you've got to understand, you are called by his name. You are one of the chosen. You are one of the remnants. He's not forgotten you. He hasn't put you on a shelf and said, I oh, will see you later. No, he's saying, listen, it's time to learn. It's time to get into the word. It's time to tune in your ears to hear what I'm speaking to you. Time to open your eyes because I'm telling you, God's going to show you so much more vision and, and revelation and understanding. And Paul is saying here to the Christians there in Rome, just as in Elisha's time, Elijah's time, uh, God had a remnant that he would not give up, that, sorry, that he would not give up, that would not bow down, that would not take a backward step. Come on, you've got to understand there are all these opportunities that each one of us can do. And it's all the decision that we have to make. But I tell you what, you, you, you put the foot down. We're not taking it off. We're not sort of sitting back. We're not relaxing. We're not going to sleep. It's not a time to slumber. It's a time to get up and warfare. And so, uh, so it was at this present time that God also had a remnant hidden. God has also got a remnant hidden in Victoria. Come on. He's got a remnant that God is raising up right now. And I believe that we're in the time just like it was in the darkest times of Ezekiel there. No one really was listening to a word you were saying. And sometimes no one will listen to you. But I tell you what, it doesn't really matter. As long as what God's called us to do, we're going to do it. Whether anyone understands, whether anyone hears, it's up to us that we do what God's. See, we've got to be God-pleasers rather than man-pleasers and even rather than ourself-pleasers. Because sometimes we think, oh, we've done a good job. We've, this, this is enough. This is all we have to do. And God is saying, no, 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 I, I've got more for you. There's more for you. That You can do more. You can push in more. You'll, let's come on. You can learn more. You can read more. You can spend more time with me. You can pray more. There's, you can warfare more. You can decree more. There's so much more that God wants us to push through. And the enemy just wants us to say, hey, listen, let's just do the status quo. Let's just, you know, it's, it's tough and it's hard. And, and, and hey, it is tough and it's hard. But listen, that's not going to stop us. 
I mean, it's always been hard and tough times in the Bible, but that's never going to stop God's remnant, God's people right now. And so I believe that we're living in a time of moral and spiritual compromise, <coughs> excuse me, where God's people are living a watered down life. And listen, we can't have a watered down life. We can't have a lukewarm, middle of the road type of pretend Christian life. We can't, we can't have a facade and say, you know, this is who we are one day, but, but the next day we're living like the, the, the world does. We have to start walking the walk and talking the talk. This is a time where God says you are the salt and you are the life uh, and you are the, 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 the water. Yeah, God's given us. You, you, everything is upon you. Come on. You've got it inside of you. You are the light. God decided, I don't want to hide my light. I don't want to put it under a bushel. I want to put it up on a, on a, a mountain, on a hill, so you can be seen by, by all people. Listen, God is in control. He will not be mocked. He's got a remnant that have kept their integrity. They've kept their character. They've not bowed the knee to compromise. And listen, it doesn't matter how long you have to do this. It doesn't even mean that you have to be recognized for it. We're not doing it for that. We're not doing it for recognition. We're not doing it. Say, hey, look at me. I've been such a good boy. What am I going to get out of it? You may not get anything. You may not even get any accolades. You may not even get a pat in the back. But listen, I tell you what you will get. You will get the blessings of God. You will get his favor. You will get god's nod upon your life and i tell you that's more important than anything else that this world will ever give you and so uh don't let the pleasures of this world take you off course uh we've got to fulfill the high call of god in on our life and i was just yeah reminded of of uh, uh one of the reporters you know we just you know we're interviewing uh, dr bill hammond and they said they said you know if you had a message to say, you know, if you could put into one one sentence, what would it be? You know, people are, are always, you know, wanting this and wanting that. He says, he says, what, what, what do you think? He says, he says, you need to fill your highest call. And, and uh, they were saying, well, that's what we're trying to do. What, what is our highest call? And he said, the highest call is to do what Jesus did. Come on, that's our highest call to be more like him. That's our highest call. It's not to be recognized. It's not to be uh, uh, to be seen. Sometimes it's to be unseen. <laughs> Come on, we, we, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're, we're in the world. We're leaving his fingerprints on everything. We're not leaving our fingerprints. And I love the time we, even when as a, John and James were going to the, to the church there and on the steps there was, was the lame man. And, and, and he's asking for arms. And, and, uh, and he said, you listen, we haven't got any money, but listen, what we do have, this is what you need. You need this more than what you need money. And they reached out and they healed him and he came jumping up and he was thanking Jesus. Come on. He was thanking the Lord. He didn't say, thank you, John. Thank you. you, you all these, you know, he didn't name them at all. It's, it's like they were invisible. God wants us to be invisible. Let us, let us show the people Jesus. And that's our highest calling. To be more like him and so uh and in, and in getting to that let's have a look at matthew chapter 13 uh and verses 10 to 17 it says then his disciple approached jesus the disciples came to jesus and says why do you always speak to people uh in these hard to understand parables and and, uh, and some people might think well god can't you just be more uh, more detailed just tell give me the details uh, instead of being so vague and answering and showing me all the you know pictures and visions and dreams and, and what to just tell me what it is and this is what Jesus said he says you've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom but they have not and I love that I love if we think that God, what are you saying? It means that we haven't heard correctly or we haven't understood what he is saying to us. If we're not seeing what he's showing to us, it means that we are not really perceiving what he is, what he is showing to us because he's saying, listen, I've given you, I have given you, I have given you, get it in your, in your head, get it in your spirit. I have given, it's not, it's not coming. It's not our oh, one day. Oh, if I read the Bible more, if I, you know, go fast more, pray more. I have given you the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries. The hidden mysteries, they're not just uh, 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 they're easy for everyone to stumble over. No, no, they're hidden. You've got to really push in. You've got to push through. You've got to dig deep. 
It's not just a surface thing that we're that we're going through. We've got to push in right now because God says, I've got hidden mysteries. I've got so much. You know, what is it that if, if you want to break through for somebody, if somebody's going through a tough time, you're saying, God, what is it? How can I help them? What is it? What, what are they needing right now? Well, God says, I've got hidden mysteries. I'm going to show you how to pray. I'm going to show you what's going on in their life so that you can help them, so that you can uh, impart to them, so you can be more like Jesus to them. Come on. And so we understand it says here uh, um, in verse 12, but everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen uh, with an open teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. <laughs> Crazy. And so, and so he says, that's why I teach the people using parables because they think they're looking for truth, yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. There's a key right there. Have have a, a, a heart that is wanting more. Have a heart that is teachable. Have a spirit that is teachable. You know, be teachable. Don't just think you are, you know everything. Someone tells you a revelation, it's like, oh, I already knew that. Yeah, God showed me that years ago. Come on, be teachable. And God says, I'll teach you more. And he says, he says, do well with what I've given to you in Revelation. And God says, I'll give you more Revelation. Because listen, he's not going to give you more if you're not going to do anything with the Revelation he just gave to you. Come on, we're not just going to tuck it away and say, oh, oh I'll just hide that. And stuff. No, no, get there. God's saying, listen, do the things I've asked you to do. Do the things I've revealed to you. The mysteries are there, not for us just to put aside. The mysteries are there for us to get involved with and to help others, to teach others. It says the prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> They're listening intently. It's like we can hear it all, but we got no idea of what you're saying. <laughs> I think God, it's the same today. It's like it's plain as plain, and they're listening, and it's like, what did you just say? It's like, there couldn't be anything plainer. I remember prophesying over some people and uh, this one person particularly. And I said, listen, I said, I, I hear the Lord saying that you want to go out. You want to do this venture. And I just felt like God saying, no, this is not the venture for you. Wait for another time. Ten minutes later, he met up with me. So he said, uh, he said, you know what I'm doing? So you know what? He says, I'm giving up my job and I'm going after this venture. I said, didn't you just hear what the word says? What, what, what do you mean? What, what does it say? <laughs> so sometimes people have made up their mind so quickly and, and so intently that even when the truth comes, it just bounces off because they've already made up their mind. They've already, they've already got in their mind, this is what I'm doing. Even though the truth comes and says, this is negative, this is contrary to what you want to do. Listen, stay in your job. Keep going. There's going to be another way. There's going to be another doorway. But but this guy just he didn't hear that at all. And and all he was listening to was his own heart, his own spirit. This is what I want to do. Didn't hear anything else. And this is exactly what these guys are. They pretend to see, but their eyes of their heart are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and hard of hearing. And they've got they deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Wow, this is crazy stuff. It says, then they, uh, uh, sorry, otherwise they, otherwise, otherwise they would have opened up their eyes to see and open up their ears to hear and open up their minds to understand. They, uh, then they would turn to me and I would instantly heal them. If only they would understand, if only they would, would take some time out to press into God and say, Lord, what, what are you saying? I haven't fully got the, the, the understanding of it. Instead of going off half-cocked, instead of going off thinking, oh, this is what I think God says, and we're running into it, all of a sudden we get there and say, oh, this is, this is not what I thought it was. No, no, no. God spoke to you way back at the beginning and said, this is, this is the way it is. You haven't got the full understanding. You need to get the full understanding. Come on. This, that's really what God's been speaking about about a people of vision if you're not if you haven't got a vision i mean you're, you're wandering aimlessly around you don't even know which way you're going which direction you're going even if you're already there you might already be there and say god where am i you know give me the direction it says you're already there and, and we want to leave it's like it's too hard too too tough no, no no you're in the place i want to bless you 
like Isaac, you know, Isaac in that time where he says, you know, so in the, in the time of famine, well, he didn't, he didn't want, he wanted to get out of there. This is a famine time. This is no rain, everything. And and I want to plant a crop. The best place would be down in Egypt. You know, they got lovely fertile soil and they've got rain and whatever. And he was packing up his family and about to go. And God says, don't you dare leave. I'm going to bless you in the place you're at. And if he didn't have this vision, come on, he would have just kept on going. And and listen, his family would have been devastated. Listen, what he did was he stayed, he sowed in that time of famine. In that year, in that time, a hundredfold blessing came to him. That was enough not just to set his life up, but the generations after him. Because of what he did, generations were blessed. Listen, because of what you do, generations are going to be blessed. Uh, um, because of your faithfulness to God, because your obedience to God. And, uh, and so there's so much that God wants to, to bring to us. And he said, if they would just turn to me, if they would just uh, uh, understand, I want to heal them. It says, but blissful are your eyes, in verse 16, for they see. Delighted are your ears, for they are open to hear all these things. Many prophets and godly people have yearned to see these days of miracles and uh, that you have been favored to see, uh, that they uh, have been given everything to hear the revelation that you've been favored to hear. Listen, 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 this is a time where God is pouring out his revelation. He's pouring out his heart not to everybody, but to those who seek his heart, for those who are pressing in, for you know, those, it says when you get closer to God, he gets closer to you. This is a time that we can't just be blasé and we just can't just do what we want to do. We've got to say, Lord, what are you saying? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? We've got to get his strategy on everything. And like David prayed every time he needed to hear something, King David prayed about it, got the strategy, and we see uh, such a blessing. The only time he didn't pray, and we see him fall into sin. Come on, you've got to understand, sometimes the best place for you to be is on the battlefield. Sometimes we don't want to be on the battlefield. But God says, listen, that's the best place for you to be because he doesn't want you to have idle hands. He doesn't want you to have idle eyes. Because listen, i tell you what, your eyes will always follow your feet. Sorry, your feet will always follow your eyes. <laughs> wherever your eyes are focused, that's where your feet are going to go. What are you focusing on right now? Because that's where ultimately you're going to be. Because really, you know, that's where we, we see um, uh, Lot. Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. I mean, he could have pitched it towards the mountains, the lakes. He could have pitched it anywhere, the beautiful scenery. But he pitched it towards Sodom. And sooner or later, what do we, what do we read in the Bible? Lot's living in Sodom. He's living there with all of his family. Come on, you got to understand what you start to see, you will start to follow. Get, get into God. Get into him. Have that time with him because that's who you will follow. That's where you'll go in that way. And, and listen, also, too, listen, don't beat yourself up if you don't fully understand what God's saying because you're in good company. Sometimes i got no idea. He has to tell me a few times. Uh, yeah. There's been times where, I mean, you know, you know, my my prayer time and my prayer closet is is outside. I love when I go jogging. God just gives me the revelation and all sorts of stuff. So I'm going out there and I'm, and, and God's showing me these things and and He's saying, "Did you see that, Greg?" Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I thought, thanks, thanks for. Uh, but did you really see it? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it. Like, yeah, but you did. Did you understand what I'm showing you? Oh, what are you saying? He's saying, well, this is the wattle tree. It's not supposed to be flowering right now. This is out of season. I'm doing some out of season things. Do you understand, Greg? So sometimes you know, he'll tell you, he'll come back to you and he'll, re, he'll retell you, or he'll re-show you some things because you haven't fully got the understanding of it. And like I said, don't beat yourself up because a lot of people do the same thing. I'm, I'm looking here at some of the disciples hilarious stuff um in matthew chapter 16 verses 5 to, to 12 it talks about here this is in the berean study bible it says when they crossed over the other side the disciples forgot to take the bread okay and and then jesus tells them he says watch out beware of the leaven of the pharisees and the sadducees and so all of a sudden it's like that the, the disciples had this discussion and it says here that they concluded after their discussion they concluded what Jesus said, it was because they had forgot to bring the bread. <laughs> so listen, if you don't understand fully, it's okay. You're in good company. All right. So these guys, they, they thought 
they thought this is what Jesus was saying because you didn't bring the bread. Okay. <laughs> but, but then Jesus, of course, Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is God. And he says he was aware of the conversation. He was, no, he, he knew what was going on. And he says to them, you are little faith. Why are you debating among, amongst yourselves about having no bread? He says, it's got nothing to do with bread. He says, you still don't understand. <laughs> you still don't understand. You still don't understand. Obviously, there were other times they didn't understand. Jesus is saying, you still don't understand. Come on. I'm telling you about, this is not a natural thing uh, because you didn't bring the bread. It's not a natural thing. He says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Come on. So we got we got to tune our ears a little bit more to hear the spiritual connotations of what God is showing to us. Sometimes in the natural, God is showing us what is happening in the spiritual. Like I, I said before about the flowering of the wattle tree, it was out of season. And God is showing you this things, out, things right now. Actually, while I was, was even watching uh, during the, the, the worship, um, the Lord showed me. So there was a there was an old branch that just fell out of the, the palm tree. And uh, and I saw it out of the corner of my eye. And listen, sometimes we can just leave those things go by. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's, yeah, it's a, it's a dead uh, palm tree, uh, palm branch. Of course, it's, it's going to fall off after a while. But you know what I heard the Lord say, even though this is spring and it's about new things, it's about new growth and what God is doing new things in our life, there's still some old things that have got to be dropped off. There's still some old things that have got to come away. And listen, God will bring the storms to, to do that. We just, the last couple of days, we've had a couple of really huge storms. Uh, we didn't get any hail here, but we got the high wind and rain and everything like that. And that's all there to take out the old so that God can bring the new. See what those old palm trees, palm branches come on, and all of a sudden you see the brand new, there's a, there's a new frond that comes forward. And if you leave it long enough, the seeds start to come and germinate and fall down. Listen, that's what God's doing right now. He's saying, listen, there's some things in the old, and I hear the Lord saying about Sister Casey City Church, there's some things right now that I'm breaking you out of, I'm breaking you from. Uh, they were there. They were okay in, in, the, in, in the beginning, but God says, I'm doing a brand new thing right now. Some of these things are going to come away, and there's going to be some storms that God will bring to bring those things away and cause those things to come off. But God says, it's okay because I'm in the storm. Come on. I'm in the storm. I'm in these things. Don't think that, that it's, that, you know, it's the devil and we come against you. Uh, I mean, you got to understand and perceive what is from God and what's not. But there's some things where God says, I'm bringing some things and some shifts along right now. I'm in the shift. I know in Elijah's time, you know, there was a there was a wind when he was hiding in the cave. There was a wind that came through, an earthquake, and God wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in any of those things. But I'm telling you right now that, that God is in some of these things now, the shifts that's coming. He's wanting you to bring out. He's wanting to drop off some of the old, and he's going to bring in some brand new things. So God says, get ready for them. Watch out for them. Don't think everything that's coming against you is of the devil. Even if it is, God can shift it. God can use what he does and bring good out of it anyway. So here we see. Uh, Hallelujah. Shaka Rabababanani. Matthew chapter 15 and verses 13 to 16. There's another instance here. He says, He replied, Every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. And then Peter does a Pauline Hansen. Explain, please explain. <laughs> he says, he says, explain the parable to us. He says, and then and then Jesus said, He doesn't just go and start the this is what I'm saying, Peter. I, I'm, I'm telling you, this is what I'm, I'm trying to get through to you. He says, are you still so dull? <laughs> are you still so dull? So listen, there's things right now that God's speaking to us. We have to have this. And that's why I feel like as, as prophetic apostolic people, that we are on the cutting edge, that, that we are listening to hear what God is saying. And, and if we don't fully understand, we're saying, okay, God, I'm not quite understanding this. Let me let, you know, explain it a bit more. It's okay. And sometimes, you know, I, I believe that it wasn't because Peter just didn't, just, he just didn't get it all the time. I believe there were times where he did get it. And we, we know this when, when Jesus says, who do men say I am, but who do you say I am, Peter? And that's when Peter got this revelation from heaven and saying, you are the Christ. You are the, the son of the living God. That's what Jesus says. I'm going to build my church on upon that revelation. That's going to be my foundation stone. That's going to be uh, 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 such a, a rock solid foundation that we're going to be able to build upon that. And listen, and as I said before, sometimes, you know, if we don't fully understand, press in a bit more. 
Don't just say, I don't understand it. Uh, well, whatever. If real, if God wants us to understand, delve in a bit more, dig in a bit deeper. Come on. There's, there's so much more mysteries that God has for us. Seeing will always see uh, proceed possessing. Seeing, seeing. He wants us to be a seeing people, a prophetically seeing, not just seeing in the natural, but seeing in the spiritual realm as well. And uh, we've just been finishing, you know, watching the Olympics there a few months back. And, um, you know, every night, you know, it was showing me more and more about these athletes. They don't, they don't just rock up to their to their heat and, and all of a sudden uh, think about what's going to happen. No, no, they've already done that. They've already gone through the race a thousand times. They've already been seeing in their mind. Some of them even know how many steps that they make and that, that that's in the race for them. And I loved even the, uh, what was it? The, the new one there, the, the speed wall climb. <laughs> it's like, man, it's over in a couple of seconds. But listen, they don't even see. They came out, come out for the first time. They don't even see uh, uh, the, the layout before they come out. They come out. They, they're given a few seconds to, to check the layout. Out. And you can see them. You can see their hands. You can see their eyes. It's like, remember, they're already made, they're already made their climb. They're already there hitting that buzzer. Come on, that's, that's what I'm talking about. We have to have vision. And, and because this, this message this morning is about looking through and seeing beyond, we've got to look through the stuff that we're in right now. We've got to look through this COVID stuff. I tell you, there is so much out there that is trying to get our attention off of God. There are so many things that's there, you know, whether they're right or wrong, who cares? But I tell you what, we've got to keep our eyes upon the living God. That's what we've got to do. And he will give us the strategies for all these things. And so, and so the seeing proceeds possessing. We've got, to see, we've got to look through what we're going through right now and see beyond. We see this because this is all temporal. Can you got to understand that your feet will always follow your eyes? And um, attach your seeing, attach your eyes, your vision to the promise by looking through like a stretch rubber band when it's attached to something at the end where you want to go. That's what the Lord was showing to me, this, uh, this attached to uh, a rubber band. And see, it will pull you through to where you got. You've got to attach it to something. If you don't attach it to anything, it'll just be bouncing all over the place. You've got to attach your vision to the end, to the, that product that God says, the promise that he has, the prophetic word that he's got for you. Attach your vision. Look through, look through the stuff. We're not putting our head in the sand. We're not ignoring everything that's going on. No, no, we are real. We're in the world. Come on. Uh, and so, so you got to understand this is what's going on, but I'm attaching my vision to the end, to that. There has to be a point. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, you've given me this vision. I'm attaching my eyes to the vision. I'm looking through everything right now and I'm attaching this. And that will then accelerate you through like a rubber band, it will pull you through all the stuff that's going on right now. Come on, are you getting this? Are, are, you, are you spiritually hearing and understanding what the Lord is saying to each one of us? So how do we, how do, we do that? Don't focus on the negatives. Come on, there's so much negative stuff out there. Don't focus on the negatives. Focus on the things that will bring you through. Come on, God's bringing you through. God's hands of favor, God's blessing. He can open doors that people close. You're able to see your end goal. That's it, your prophetic promise that the Lord has. In Philippians chapter three, verses 13 and 14, Paul was saying this. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself uh, yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, he's saying, listen, I haven't got the full uh, I haven't done the full race yet. I, ha I haven't fully brought myself into that, that fullness that has. You know, you, you'll know when it is. But I tell you what, once you understand that, then there comes a time where God says, hey, listen, I don't consider myself, but one thing I do, there is one thing that I do. And he says this, it's forgetting what is behind. Forgetting what is behind. And then it says, and straining or stretching out like a rubber band towards what is ahead. So you understand, we've got to forget what's behind 
and we look forward. We look forward to what God has for us. We go forward to what is God. And verse 14 says, I press on or I run towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He's pressing in. We're pressing in this morning. We've got to go further. We've got to understand that God has got a second win right now. He's bringing upon us. And, and sometimes we think we can't do this. We can't go any further. And God says, come on, keep pressing in. Keep pushing through because I've got a second win right now that is going to come in. And really, what spring, the, the, we do the spring cleaning. There's a spring cleaning coming in right now. We're going to open up all the windows. We blow out all the old misty, musty, dusty things that are there right now that we've been going through in winter. And now we're coming in to a fresh new wind that God is bringing upon us. He's going to bring us in. And that freshness is going to start to stir us back up again. And it's like just as a as a jogger, you know, comes to that second a second wind. Or it, it comes to the point where it's like he can't make it and he can't, can't do it anymore. The mind speaking to me, his body speaking to him. That that second wind comes on, bang! All of a sudden, nothing can stop him. That second wind comes upon him. It's like a it's like a shot of adrenaline. All of a sudden, bang! He's back into it. He's running. He's and he's and he's continuing the race that God has set before us. That's really what it's about. God has set this race before us, and only he, he can say, hey, listen, we can finish the race here. Yeah, but I tell you what, we've got to keep on going until we finish that race. And in Luke chapter 14, it says this, uh, verse 28, it says, so don't follow me without considering what it will cost you. For who constructs a house before first sitting down to estimate the cost to complete it? And I looked at that straight away. And I thought, you can't have something in your mind, or it, it, sorry, you can't start to, to work out how much something is going to cost you if you haven't got a picture in mind, if you haven't got a house in mind, if you haven't got something in mind. Otherwise, how are you going to know how much is that going to cost you? You've got to have something. I know, I know, I know with, 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 with uh, Julie. Um, um, seeing this house that we are we're in right now that God has just blessed us with, but but she could see beyond what was in the place. She could see the finished product. She knows that there were some things had to be renovated, and she could see that. And, and so she had that end product in mind already. And we see this here right now. And she knew how much that was going to cost. So when we negotiated with the owners. We negotiated the price of how much it was going to cost. See, some, you've got to have something in mind. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have something that's there to say, okay, this is what we're making. This is what we're looking for. This is what we're building. You just can't go out and say, oh, we're going to do something. We're going to build. We're going to, well, what are you going to build? Got no idea, but we're going to build it. You, you, come on, this is what the scripture is talking about. How can you follow? How can we follow God unless we first know how much it's going to cost? I know. I I tell you, I tell you now, how much is going to cost? It's going to cost everything. It's going to cost us our life. But listen, God gives us a life that's better than what we had given Him. <laughs> I think that's a that's an amazing deal. It's like God says, "I've got this incredible life for you. You just give me yours." And it's like. Pfft, you, you, you got the bum deal, God, <laughs> because it's like my life is nothing compared to the life that you're going to give me. But see, sometimes we don't know that. I didn't know that. And that's why it's, it's, it's a cost. It's a sacrifice. And as we do that, God gives us a life. And then we start to see that life worked out. And I think, God, this life you've given me is unbelievable. It is far superior and far better than anything that I ever thought or imagined. Come on. That's our God. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he wants us to say, hey, listen, I've got, I've got the best for you. I just want your life. And, and, and as we count the cost, he said, yes, Lord, I'm going to count the cost. I'm going to give you everything. I'm not going to hold back anything. I'm going to lay everything at your feet. I'm not wanting to take, lay it down and pick it back up again. I'm laying it down. It's yours. Come on. I tell you what, you, you, you'll be able to see what God can do with someone who's totally sold out. We read these books about these incredible men and women of God that have done the same thing. They've laid their life down. They've said, Lord, whatever I have is yours. And we've seen the unbelievable things that these men and women have done. And you could say, well, it's a miracle. It is a miracle. But it come to a point where they had to give their life first. 
They had to let down, let, lay down their life. Um, so we got to do this thing. We got to have, we got to have an understanding of what God is doing for us and what He wants us to have. Hebrews chapter eleven verse thirteen says this: These heroes all died still clinging to their faith. This is this is the the, the hero faith chapter. Hebrews chapter eleven talks about all the heroes of faith, and there's incredible men and women of God in that. And they're saying here: These all died still clinging to their faith, even uh, sorry, not even receiving all that they had been promised to them. They, they, they still had faith for more. Come on. But they saw beyond the horizon. They saw beyond. So this is what I'm saying today. Don't look at your situation right now. See beyond your situation because it's going to be temporary. What you're going through is temporary. Times and seasons. There's, there's, there's all different types of times and seasons in God. What you're going through right now, what we're all going through right now, is going to finish. There's going to be a time where we look back and say, oh, wow, I survived COVID. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I actually got stronger during that time. It was meant to weaken us. It was meant to isolate us. It was meant to disunify us. But I tell you what, it made us stronger. It made me stronger. I come out more in love with God. I come out more passionate and more powerful in his presence. Come on. That's what it's for. And so we see here, but they saw beyond the horizon, uh, the fulfillment of their promises, and they gladly embraced it from afar. They, they gladly embraced their promise from afar. So what did they do? They looked beyond where they were and they attached their vision to what was there in the end. What was the finished product? What was God's promise for them? That's what they, and says they all lived their lives on earth as those who belonged to another realm. Come on. Do we belong to another realm? Like I said, we're in the in the world, but we're not of the world. We're of another realm, but we still got to make sure that we're affecting this realm. Come on. That's what Jesus always did. It wasn't airy, fairy stuff, but he always said, listen, what the things I do, you're going to do. You're going to affect others. You're going to see others blessed. You're going to heal others. You're going to see miracle signs and wonders. I've got to go back to my father right now, but you're going to be able to do more than I ever did. So we've got to start doing more. Come on. Some of us haven't even done one thing that he's done. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just, I'm just giving you this this morning that will provoke you, that it will stir you up and to say, God, I know that there is so much more. And, and, and we're looking through this right now and we're seeing beyond right now. So you need, to, you need to, to, to let someone know that their future looks much, much better than their present. Come on. Your future looks much better than your present. Your future, there has to be something we're going, we're, we're, we're driving for. There's got to be something that we're getting into. There's got to be more than what we're experiencing right now. Because if you just think, well, this is it, then you've you've just settled for a status quo. This And listen, I'm not saying that that where you've come from to where you are right now is nothing. There's, there's been some big leaps and big jumps and great steps of faith. But I'm saying that there's still always more that we've never come to that point where it's like, this is it. If we've come to the point where we think, God, this is it. I'm, I'm happy with this. All of a sudden, I tell you what, you better be careful. You need to get another prophetic word over your life because you know, sometimes you think, well, uh, this will do me and you settle down. I tell you what, th that's the time that you start to slide back. And this is a time where God says, no, I don't want you to sit in the fence. I don't want you to sit in the middle of the road. I don't want you to be lukewarm. I want you to be hot for me. I want you to be on fire for me. I want you to put the foot down. I want you to accelerate right now. And this is, God's got that time right now. And don't look at the natural. Because if we see again in the natural, we're going to be put off. And we'll never reach what God's got for us. And so I want to tell you this. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, While uh, we look not at the things which are seen, while we look at not at the things which are seen. So if we're looking at the things which are seen, God's saying, you're taking your eyes off me. I can always remember the time, and I, I might have shared this, but, but it's, it's pretty cool because um, we're just uh, out walking the other day and this lady came around the corner and she said, oh, be careful, there's a snake around there. It's like, oh, okay. And Julie hates that way anyway. She doesn't like walking that way, but I love walking that way. <laughs> Not because of the snakes, but uh, it's, it's a nicer walk, but, but she likes the, the, the road up the top where you, you don't go with nature. Anyway, that's another thing. But, but uh, I remember this one time I was, where, um, I was out jogging in uh, Florida and I was jogging around and all of a sudden as I'm jogging I saw this snake on, on, the, on the pavement 
and I was I was just on the side of the road, and uh, and I said, "Wow, well, I'm glad I wasn't on the the pavement there." It's like, "Oh, snake!" And uh, and I heard the Lord say, "If your eyes were on me and and looking straight ahead, you wouldn't have seen that snake out to your right hand side." And I, and I thought, "Well, okay, fair enough." I said, "But what if there's a snake right in front of me?" <laughs> you know, sometimes you want to you want to just check God out. It's like. Yeah, but what about this? Have you ever thought of this avenue? Have you ever thought of this? And anyway, so uh, he says, if there's one in front of you, he says, I'll take care of it. If that's where I want you to go, nothing's going to stop. Uh, you know, your territory, nothing's going to stop you from getting there. And so I'm, I come around the next corner and here's, this, here's another snake right in front of me. And it had been run over a thousand times. It was like a piece of ribbon. <laughs> and God was saying, see, it's like, that's, that's what, it's, that's what it's like. If there is something in your way, I can take care of it. Come on. God is, is incredible. He is saying it doesn't really matter. He's what your focus is back on him. When our focus is on him and not the world, I tell you what, you'll be able to do incredible things, miraculous things, because we, our eyes are on him. So it says here, um, uh, we're not looking at the things which are seen, but, are, but, all, but, but at the things which are not seen. So we're looking at the things that are not seen. So it's like, well, how, do we, how do we get to see them? If we can't see them, how do we get to see them? Through our spiritual eyes. And so it says, for the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. There's your key right there. The things that we're going through right now and we're seeing in our natural eyes are just, are just temporal. We're going through this. And it depends on how long you want to go through. It depends on how long you want to stay in the stuff that you're in right now. It's not, it doesn't, it, listen, come on, you've got to understand, it's got nothing to do with the government. It's got nothing to do with your job. It's got nothing to do with the economy. It's got to do with you. And, and I tell you what, I've seen so many people blessed during this COVID time where, and, and I've seen people not blessed at all, but I've seen them lose their jobs and get better jobs. That's what I'm saying. And, and you've got to understand that God is in control of everything of your whole life. He's not in control just of some of them. He's in control of everything right now. And if you would trust him, if you would give him your life and, and uh, understand that he's got a better life for us, you'll start to see that. You'll start to walk in that. And I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching out of our house. This is our house. We own this place. But well, we will soon. But I'm saying we're not renting anymore. We've, we've rented for something like 50-something years. Um, and you, there comes a time where God says, I've got the house for you. And, you know, we heard that prophetic word. It was 38 years ago. It was one of our first prophetic words that we had over before we even knew about the prophetic. And this woman, I remember, old lady come rolling up in a wheelchair and he says, she says, God's got the house for you. He wants you to be owners of a house. And it's like, okay. So we've kept that in our minds, but we've always just rented houses, rented houses. And then comes COVID in the hardest time to, to get a house, to buy a house, in the times where nothing is secure, where even your job is unsecure, where we don't even know what's going to happen to, to the housing market. And God says, now I want you to buy a house. Why couldn't we do this years ago, God? Why couldn't, come on, but houses would have been a lot cheaper years ago. <laughs> and, but he gets us to buy a house right at the beginning of the pandemic. We've, we've been in this house just over a year now. And it, you know what? <laughs> this is the incredible thing. If you do what God calls you to do, this house has gone up $140,000 in 12 months. It's because of all you Victorians coming up here wanting to live in the promised land <laughs> and buying up houses. It's pushing up everything. I mean, there's hardly any, sometimes the houses don't even, they don't even get to put up the for sale sign, or they'll put up the for sale sign and put up sold straight away. It, it's, it's so quick what is going on. But what I'm saying is this, is that God can do the impossible during even the worst time in the world's history. Come on, I've seen that. And I, 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 we're not just talking about ourselves. We're talking with some people in Christian International in Florida. And they were saying last year there was 35 or 38 of their congregation bought a house during COVID. Come on. 
They bought a house. They were all renting before, but these ones now. It's like God is making a way where there was no way, but you've got to trust him. You've got to have faith in that. You see the, the Hebrews 11, the faith guys, the faith heroes, be one of them. Be one of them to attach your, your vision to the end. Come on. This is what God's got for you. Don't What we see is just temporal right now. And step out in that to be a blessing. I know for us that the house that we're in right now is such a blessing. We are living right close to the water. We I jog. This is my front yard. Is is uh, is Redland Bay? It's the bay. It's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I tell you what, I thank God every single day of what He has done in our life. Give Him the glory because that's what it's all about. The glory that God gets is not our glory. It's not our good decision that we made. It's God's decision that he made. And we were able to follow that. And we had enough faith to step out to go with that. So the same things that we see are temporal. I want, I want us to get that in our brain right now. The things that we see in our natural mind and natural eyes are only temporary. And like I said, if that's how long how long you want to stay there it depends on you get the strategy to go through this and god will bring you out on the other side and you'll just see incredible time like shadrach misha and abednego we had to go through the fire that was their fire and it didn't kill them but actually made them stronger and when they came out the king gave them a better position come on they 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 actually they actually did better out of what the if they would have kept their eyes on the fire, on what was going on around about them, they would have never seen what was beyond the fire. Come on, you got to understand, God is bigger than anything that we're going through right now. We've got to put our trust in him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. <sighs> yes. Let me finish, finish off with, um, with Caleb here. I see sorry, not Caleb, in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, it says, I will stand, this is Habakkuk, he says, you know, he was one of those prophetic watchmen type of guys. He says, I will stand at my watch and I will set myself on the ramparts. I will set myself on the ramparts. What's that? That's not the low parts, that's the high parts. And listen, it takes, it takes time to go up to the high parts. It's where Moses met with the Lord a number of times. Come on, it wasn't because you know, God lived on the mountain. He wants to see, are you willing to pay the price to get to a place where I want to meet with you? Come on. That's really what it was all about. And Moses had to do that trip up at the top of, of Mount Horeb there a number of times. And listen, it's, it's, not a, it's not a little trek. And he had to do that. And then sometimes he spent 40 nights and 40 days up there. And sometimes it was without food and water. That's got to be supernatural. But I tell you what, if you push through and you get to that place where meeting with God, supernatural things are going to happen. He says, I will stand my watch and I'll set myself. You've got to set yourself on the rampart. Don't allow the enemy to knock you down, to knock you away or to knock you off of where God's wanting you to be. Come on, this is where God's called you to be. Then only, listen, and you can, you can allow the enemy to talk you out of it. But God's got this for you. He says, I will look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. I will look out or I will look over. See, he was, he was not just down the bottom. He was up the top of the rampart. And he says, I'm going to look out over. Sometimes, sometimes we've got to look not, th not through, but look over the stuff that God's, got, uh, that God's got for us. We've got to get to a higher place. We've got to push through to a higher place. God's wanting us to be have like that eagle vision that we're able to see the curvature of the earth because it, you know, we're going up higher. We're not, going, we're not going lower anymore. We're not getting pushed down. We're not going to get pushed around, but we're going to go up higher. We're going to go, come on, from faith to faith, precept upon precept. God's building us. We, we want to go further up, uh, and we want to be able to see over some of the things. Sometimes the enemy says, listen, I've got this brick then you can't see. But God says, come up here, come up here, as he did with, with the Apostle John. He says, he says uh, when he was on Patmos, he says, come up here, John. What was he saying? He wasn't saying, listen, get on a ladder and come up. He was saying, listen, I've got something right now. I want you to go up higher in your, in your spiritual watching and your spiritual looking and your vision. I want you to come up high. He says, listen, I've got, I'm going to open a window in, he in heaven and I'm going to show you things to come. And he didn't say, stay there, John. I'm just going to open up. A he could have. But he says, listen, come up here. Come up here. 
I hear the Lord saying to Casey City Church, come up here, come up. It's another, it's not just another notch. God's saying, press in, push through, come up here. I want you to take it to a higher position where I want to open up a window. I want to show you what I've got, not just for Casey City Church, but, but for the region. Come on, because you've been called as a church to affect a region. You haven't been called just to affect the people of your congregation. That's not what it's all about. You will be blessed, but you'll also be a blessing. And so that's what I'm talking about. And I feel like God is saying, sometimes we've got to get through the stuff. We've got to go higher so that we can see over the top. David was able to look through and see Goliath, his head cut off. Come on, that's what he did. He prophesied over him before, before he even picked up a sword, before he even knew how he was going to cut off Goliath's head. He's already prophesying it out. How could he prophesy it out? Because God was speaking to him. God was showing to him, this is the end product. I want you to attach your vision. I want you to look through the situation right now. It's not looking good. Come on, the whole of Israel army is dead still. They're not moving out. They're not doing anything. We're not progressing. We're just sitting here and everyone's fearful. But God is saying, listen, attach your vision. Look through right now and attach your vision to the end. I'm going to show you what's at the end. And he showed David this dead Goliath with his head cut off. Come on, what a trophy. You know, we've, we've seen a couple of a trophy presentations. We, you know, we saw the AFL presentation. Uh, I, I didn't go for the demons. I went for Melbourne. But we saw, we saw and we'll, we'll see even uh, tonight, the, the, the NFL grand final. And we see the presentations and they, you know, everyone's like, you're holding the trophy up. Well, can you imagine David? Here's your trophy. It's the head of Goliath, and he's taking it around everywhere. You know, high five and everyone. Yay! Come on, incredible. But you understand, with it's a spiritual thing that God's causing us to go higher. He's wanting, he's wanting us to see through that situation that you're in right now. It's not going to be the end of you. It's going to be the beginning of you. Look through to see what God's got. He's got another picture that He's wanting to show to you. Caleb was another one who would look through the giants to see his promised land. The promised land, remember when, when uh, 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 Caleb and, and Joshua went into the promised land, they had to have a look at what was going on. And he saw a, plot, he saw a, a block of land or, or a partition of land, and he says, that's what I want. It, was, it was, uh, uh, um, had all the giants on them. He didn't pick out the little place with, with no one. He says, that's what I want. I want the high place. I want the place where those giants are. And I'll tell you what, he had the vision. He had a vision of that's his place. Those giants were just temporary. Come on. What, what, what giants are just temporary uh, on your life right now? What, what, what giants are in your way right now? It's only temporary. God's going to cause you to be greater, to be stronger. God's anointing in you. Listen, you guys have got the Holy Spirit in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling within you. How powerful is that? That dunamis power of God in you. Listen, you cannot be stopped. You have to keep on going forward. You will not allow the enemy to dictate terms to you like Goliath did to the Israel army. And listen, this needs somebody, somebody who was anointed. David was anointed. And it says the time where Samuel anointed David, he was never the same again. He got stronger and he got bolder every day. I pray today that you're going to get stronger and bolder, that that anointing, the Lord spoke to me at the beginning of this year. He says, this is going to be a year that's going to be dripping with anointing. And it's not just one anointing. It's different anointings are going to come upon you at different times, whatever's needed. And you'll be dripping with anointing. And that anointing, it says, comes from the top and it comes down come on and that anointing flows down from larry and krista comes down towards you know the, the leader it goes down to every single person it's the anointing you're going to be dripping you are dripping with anointing that anointing that is that is that you have abides in you it says that that word abides it means it stays it lives in you you know you don't feel the anointing come on some people, I don't feel anointed. It's got nothing to do with feelings because feelings are just a natural thing. This, this, this dunamis power is in your spirit. Come on. And that spirit of God is in you. 
And I tell you, you're going to start to see those things. Elisha said to his servant, to, to God, open up the servant's eyes, let him see, let him see. He couldn't see uh, in, in the, the, the spiritual realm. He could only see in the natural. And listen, he was fearful of that. But once God opened his eyes to the spiritual realm, that fear left him. And that fear actually turned into joy and, and, and gladness. And it's like, wow, there's more for us. Come on. There's more for you this morning. Even God on your side is more than enough that we need to accomplish what God's called us to do. See, when God does a new thing, it's always a better thing. When God does a new thing, it's a better thing. It's better than what we had before. God never takes us down. He never says, listen, that was a really good thing. Sorry, I can't, I can't quite attain that level. I'm going to take it down a few notches right now. No, no, he never takes us down. It's always up. It's always further on. It's always progressively up. He gives you better. And, and when he said to the, to, to the church, he said, listen, there's going to be some shaking going on. But I tell you what, the, the, the thing is, the end time church is going to be more anointed than the beginning. Come on. There's going to be, it's going to be a greater anointing upon the end time. God is waiting for the, the last to be the first. He's waiting. He's saying, listen, I'm going to pour out, you know, the, 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 the rain and everything like that. But I tell you what, I'm waiting for my end time church because that's where I'm going to pour out the most. He's waiting for you. Have you dug the ditches? Have you dug wells where God can pour out into your life? We need to be a people who not just worship with our hearts. Sorry, worship with our lips and our hearts are far from him. We heard that this morning that we need to be worshipers of God because it's coming out of our heart. It talks about a wicked and perverse generation always looking for a sign. A sign takes away from our faith. A sign takes away from our faith in God. Our faith in, is, in God is with its, without signs. If you want to give a sign, fantastic, God. If not, I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to uh, believe you. I'm still going to say so much faith in you. Nothing is going to stop me. If I see a sign, that'll just be confirmation of what uh, you're doing in my life. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1 verse 18, Paul says here, I ask that the eyes of your heart be enlightened so that you may know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, uh, glorious inheritance in the saints. See, the eyes of our understanding are going to be enlightened. The days that we're in light right now, there are so many people in the dark. they got no idea what's going on. They don't, there's so much depression that's in the world. There are so many people with anxiety. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, just hearing about the, the statistics of, of all these people. And I tell you what, these aren't just people in the world. These are Christians as well. And listen, we should be the most happiest. We should be the most gladdest. We should be giving God all the praise and honor and glory. Listen, we don't. We just don't love him because he does the good things for us. And, and yeah, we don't love him because we're going through a tough time. No, no, we got to love him because who he is. We go through tough times. We go through hard times. But that doesn't change my faith in God. Listen, your faith in God has to be strong. It's got to be built upon the right foundation. If it's, if it's going all up and down all over the place, then I would question your foundation. Your foundation has to be rock solid. Once that's rock solid, I tell you what, nothing is going to move you. Nothing you see, nothing you feel, nothing you hear is going to, is going to move you at all. Only the things of God, when we start to see spiritually, that's what's going to move us. Whether we keep on going, whether we stop, we turn to the left, turn to the right, we're going to listen to hear God. We're going to hear him. We're going to see him. He's bringing us through what you're going through right now. So what you're going through is just temporal. God's bringing us out of these times, and we're going to start to see incredible things. I want to pray for, uh, for you right now. Father, right now, let's just close our eyes. Brother, I pray right now, Father, for that tenacity. Lord, I thank you for tenacity, because tenacity, if we've got tenacity, we're going to push through. Nothing is going to stop us. Nothing is going to uh, um, uh, 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 come in our way of what you've got for each and every one of us. Lord, I want to pray for endurance as well, that we are enduring. Lord, there's not just going to be enduring all the tough times and the hard times. They, they will come and go. But Lord, we're going to endure uh, every single thing that even comes against us. 
Lord, today, we thank you for an endurance uh, upon our people. We thank you for the passion. Lord, I pray for a fresh fire uh, in their lives right now, in their spirit, stir it, oh God. Lord, bring, bring that wind, uh, uh, cause an ignition again in the passion that we have for you. Lord, that we're no longer leading a lukewarm life. Father, today, I thank you that we know the price that has to be paid and that we will give you our life afresh this morning. Lord, if we have, if we have given it to you and we've taken it back up again, Lord, I pray today that we'd give it back to you again and leave it with you. Pray. I pray, Father, even for that that different spirit, Lord, because that's what Joshua and Caleb had. They had a different spirit. They, they could see beyond. They could see what you were giving to them. They could see those things. They saw everything else, but Lord, they saw beyond. They look through right now what they were seeing, but they, they, they attach their vision to the end. I pray today that you have given a Casey City Church, Father, Lord, that they are a people of passion. They're, they're a people of vision right now. And Lord, that they would have a vision that they would know, oh God, Lord, that you're bringing them through, Father, that they're seeing what's going on right now. But Lord, you're bringing them out into that rich fulfillment that you have. So Lord, I bless them. We thank you for this time upon their lives right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Uh, Kevin, I, I hear the Lord saying, son, you, you, there's, such a, there's such an anointing upon you. And I tell you, there's different anointings as well. And sometimes you're going to be wearing different hats at different times. But I tell you, you know, God, you just said, God, just use me. Yeah, that's, God, use me in any way you can, in any form you can. And he's heard your prayers. And I tell you, you've done them. You've seen them in the past. But I tell you what, they're they about to get deeper and stronger. There's a greater anointing coming upon you, a deeper anointing. And the Lord says, watch and see what I'm about to do. I feel like there's going to be some, oh uh, boy, I see, I see uh, 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 natural doors opening and also spiritual doors as well, because the Lord says, I've got more for you. You're going to affect more and more uh, of, of the people around about you and the, the, uh, the area uh, around about you, the, the, uh, the Casey region. I feel like there's going to be more. God's got more for you and you're going to have more impact and, and uh, affect more uh, into that, that region as well, but also spiritually as well. I just see like these new doors opening up and I'll tell you what, that boy it's like they're going up the stairs and I just see this brightness as you're going up the stairs it's almost like a little bit like John God's opening up the door uh, the window of heaven and showing you these things that, that you were to come and I feel like even that prophetic uh, anointing is going to get stronger and stronger upon you Kevin that you're coming to that place where you're starting to to uh, see a lot more and sense a lot more and so God says don't be afraid to step uh, even beyond what you're thinking about because your mind is trying to tell you something and God says don't you'll wrestle with that all your life but God says listen to what I'm saying and you'll step into that and you'll come into that fullness of what God's uh, got for you wow. thank you father yes Lord hallelujah